0: Hello friends, this is Caleb Succo and I'm going to be reading to you the introduction and first chapter of my book, What If, How to Kill Worry and Anxiety Before They Kill You. So let's start. Introduction. My firm belief and what I hope you will see clearly in this book is that worry is primarily a heart problem. That must be treated on the heart level. While this book speaks to practical issues of worry and anxiety, my goal has been to focus on the deeper issues which are at the root causes of worry. Ultimately, all worry stems from faulty thinking that includes a messed up value system, an inadequate understanding of God and an inflated opinion of self in order to correct these issues you must look deeply into god's word and let those truths change you from the inside out you'll find that i refer to the bible often as a source of truth that's because it is god's revelation to man and since no one knows you and me better than god It makes sense to use his book as the foundation for what we believe and how we behave. The advice in this book presupposes the truth and perfection of the Bible as God's Word. Much of the advice I give could be used by anyone from any religion. However, I think you'll find at the core one central truth, one defining characteristic that you will not find in any other religion. What I'm talking about is Jesus, God incarnate, and savior of all who believe in him. The truth is that while all advice you'll find in this book is good, none of it will really have a lasting effect if you don't trust your life with the author of life, Jesus. In the end, it's only Jesus who can give you ultimate hope that will kill every worry and all anxiety in your heart. It's only Jesus who can calm your fears and give you a confidence and hope that is eternal. This is because only Jesus can offer you the solution to your greatest need, which is the need for forgiveness. His forgiveness will change your heart and put you into a right relationship with God. This is the ultimate need of all mankind, because as the Apostle Paul wrote, all have sinned, Romans 3.23. We all share one sad characteristic. We have offended God with our behavior, our thoughts, and our evil intentions. It's not that we're flawed or misguided or mistaken, It's that we're evil, wicked, and sinful. That's the condition of all mankind, and only Jesus offers the ultimate solution. He offers forgiveness to all who believe in him. If you don't believe in Jesus now, I invite you to confess your sin and ask him for forgiveness before you turn the next page. This is the single best thing you can do to kill worry. Jesus died for you and rose from the dead, not simply so that you could be free from worry, but more importantly, so that you could have the hope of life after death and eternity with Jesus. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. John five twenty four. 24 Even if you're not ready to believe, I invite you to read with an open mind and an open heart. Allow yourself to be exposed to God's word, and you might be surprised at the results. Chapter 1, How We Start to be free from worry is a gift it's the gift of deep blissful sleep and waking with hope for the day children possess this gift how can a child go throughout his day without being bothered by the worries and cares of this life there is a very simple reason he has perfect trust that his mother and father will provide for his every need He has never known otherwise. His parents have always clothed him, fed him, comforted him, played with him, sheltered him, and held him close in their arms. Thus he plays with blissful ease, not knowing and not caring that there is a frightfully dangerous world right outside the warm safety of his parents' home. With maturity comes knowledge of the outside world and responsibility. Often, when responsibility comes, so does worry. Let me tell you about how it started in my life. I'll admit, I tend to be a pretty laid-back type of guy. But appearances aren't everything. I can worry too. A couple of years after my wife and I married, we started a small painting business i bought one of those white utility vans with the ladder racks on top like the telephone companies use we lived in tacoma washington in a part of town that tended to have a lot of drug activity and the crime that goes along with it since we were poor seminary students we could not afford to rent a house with a nice garage where i could park my van that meant my work van which was loaded with tools for my painting business set out on the street every night Honestly, I didn't give it much thought. I just parked the van on the street in front of our apartment building every night, and in the morning it was always there waiting for me. Then one night it happened. They broke the sliding door window and very conveniently removed the contents of my van. In the morning, I got ready for work as usual and headed out the door to find a mess of broken glass on the pavement next to my van. Immediately my stress level shot up, a thousand thoughts invaded my mind and my pulse began to race. Who did this? Where are my tools? How am I going to work? Where am I going to find the money to replace these things? What's my wife going to say? I began to ask questions and I began to worry. As a result, I decided to change the way I did a few things. I ordered metal bars for the windows in my van, installed an alarm, and found a nearby storage unit where I could unload most of my valuables at night. Despite the fact that I had made all these changes, I still worried. For the next couple of months, my ears were sensitive to the sound of car alarms. I thought every alarm was mine, Several times I got up in the middle of the night to investigate strange noises I heard outside Even though my van was technically more secure than it was before the theft. I was now more uneasy about things Let's compare my situation with the child I described at the beginning of the chapter the child doesn't worry because he trusts his parents However, he also doesn't worry because he lacks knowledge of the dangers of the outside world. Before the break-in, I was like the child. Yes, I knew that it was theoretically possible for someone to break the window and steal my tools. However, it didn't worry me because I hadn't personally experienced it. The lack of personal experience kept me ignorant of the real danger and allowed me to sleep like a baby every night. The problem is... That once I went through the experience it was impossible to go back to the previous state of ignorance now let's take a minute and look at Jesus here's a guy that could sleep through anything remember when Jesus went out on the lake with the disciples Jesus was sleeping right through a powerful storm that was threatening to sink their boat and as they sailed he fell asleep and a windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and were in danger. And they went and woke him saying, "Master, master, we are perishing." And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves and they ceased and there was a calm Luke 8:23 through24. There's no question that the disciples were worried in this passage. They didn't gently tap Jesus on the shoulder and say, Master, if you're not too tired, we could use a little help now. They repeatedly called for him. Master, Master. They made the situation look dire. We're going to die. They didn't just tell him. They kept telling him. The disciples couldn't sleep in the storm, but Jesus could. What was the first thing Jesus said to the disciples after he woke up? You'd think he'd say something like, Wow, you weren't kidding. That really is a terrible storm. Or maybe he'd say, Sorry for sleeping, guys, but don't worry. Everything will be okay now. Jesus' response must have shocked the disciples. He said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid, and they marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this that he commands even winds and water to obey him? Luke 8.25 After rebuking the wind and the waves, Jesus turns right around and rebukes the disciples for their lack of faith. It was the absence of faith that kept them on edge, didn't allow them to sleep, and caused them to wake Jesus in their desperation. Babies sleep like babies because they haven't experienced all the dangers and problems in life. Their worry-free sleep is what we sometimes call blissful ignorance. On the other hand, Jesus could sleep despite the fact that he knew there was a storm going on. Jesus could sleep because he had perfect trust in the Father. You and I don't have the luxury of sleeping in blissful ignorance. If you're old enough to read this book, then you're old enough to know that there are very unpleasant things in this life, things that can keep you up at night. We've had painful experiences or heard about others who did and now we want to avoid them. As our minds struggle to find a way out to protect us from the dangers of life, we can easily slip into a pattern of worry worry rarely starts suddenly it begins small and innocent it's almost hard to recognize at first we want to look for solutions to possible problems we want to avoid difficult situations pain sickness and death this is not wrong however our desire to avoid the difficult and distressing things of life can quickly lead to unwarranted fears and a destructive fixation upon the problem and the possible results. No, worry doesn't usually start suddenly. But when it's not dealt with, it will eventually drag your mind into a deep pit of fear, anxiety, and apprehension. The deeper you go into this pattern of thought, the harder it will be for you to dig yourself out it will seem impossible for you not to think about it your mind will play through the possibilities over and over again you become restless irritated feeling like you need to do something but not knowing what to do worry infest the mind like maggots destroying us from the inside out paralyzes us with fear fills us with doubt and crowds out our ability to think logically and rationally there is really only one way out of the pit worry and that is up Jesus gave us a great example as he slept through the storm he also pointed us to the only real hope that we have The only thing that has the ability to rescue us from the depths of worry. Jesus reprimanded the disciples for their lack of faith, their failure to believe, their inability to trust. The faith that Jesus was talking about is not a general faith that is often referred to in today's popular culture. It is not faith in some higher good or simply having a positive outlook in life. It most certainly is not faith in yourself, in your abilities or talents. Jesus called us to a faith much higher than ourselves. He called us to believe in the only thing that can actually lift us from our worries and set us on solid ground jesus called for faith in himself after all he had just proved that he was able to calm the storm with his words who has power like that when it comes down to it worry is nothing more than your mind desperately looking for a solution to all your problems when you come to jesus you find the ultimate solution your tired mind can stop searching Jesus is the complete answer don't get me wrong Jesus doesn't promise that when you put your faith in him that he will protect you from all pain and hardship in this life his promise is much greater he promises to give you a hope That reaches beyond this momentary life he guarantees a joy and peace that is much deeper than your temporary struggles he promises to take your worries upon himself and free you from their weight but this can't happen until you begin to trust him if you're like me then you have gone through things in your life that could give you reason to worry. You can't unexperience what you have experienced. And you can't unknow what you have learned. So that leaves you with only two possibilities. You either choose to make worry an everyday part of your life or begin a life of trust in Jesus And start sleeping well. Friends, thank you for listening to the introduction and chapter one of my book, What If? How to Kill Worry and Anxiety Before They Kill You. You can find the book on Amazon, in Kindle, as well as paperback. And you can also find out more information at sucofamily.com dot org